A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we are then. We're back. Andy Bush, Luis Maloney, the A to Z of the 90s. So I've got a really annoying song in my head before we... Can I need to exercise this before we start? I've just gone in there to make you your weekly cup of weird Irish tea mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Was it, is it a Barry's tea, something like that? Something like that, yeah. We love a Barry's tea here, yeah. Uh, again, wrapped in a weird little n- napkin like you've um, found a dead mouse or something. Yeah. Gone in there into the other room and Something's Got Me Started is on by Simply Red. <sighs> Something's got me started. Is that nineties? It probably should be in this at some point. Something's got me started. The old Mick Hucknall. Do you all women find Mick Hucknall attractive? Right. Stop that right now. What is it like? He must have a he pendant must be, or something. You know what I mean, like a just, magical amulet. Well, you say pendant, I say <laughs> like there's something going on there that keeps the women coming. They flock to him. Has Don't they been with like Naomi Campbell and stuff? It's, it's, it's uh, insane. In some ways. I'm repulsed by it, mm-hmm. but in other ways, respect, I, respect, fair play, to I know. triumph for the human spirit. Because you look at him, he looks like if you draw a face on your elbow. Have you drawn a face <laughs> on your elbow? Looks a bit like that. Um, I'm sure he would love that description. I have to say, he doesn't care. He's being with hundreds of women. Yeah, so. That's true. Uh, Louise, I love your um, you, this. It's very '90s top you're wearing. Today. Oh yeah, this is a vintage Adidas top. This is actually not like mine. It. This is my partner's and he had it in a bag, not to be thrown out, but certainly he doesn't wear it anymore. Yeah. And it's one of those things where if I want to sort of be in houseware outside of the house, like it. I just stick it on. It's like um, a zip up old Adidas thing. It's got some cigarette holes in it from his past. You look, you look like someone I might have bought um, narcotics from. In the mid-90s. You know what? Also, so, it's got undercurrent of, um, you look like a Russian uh, air acrobat. You know, somebody flies know, Russian. I heard Russian. I was like, where is this going? It's got Russian colours. It, oh, it's it does, actually. Disgraced Russian Don't athletes. ruin it for me, for feck's sake. I love this top. I love it. And uh, I think it's it's like falling apart at the seams. Look at this. But I just don't Vintage, think I'll ever mate. stop wearing it. Vintage. You put your thumb through that little hole. Yeah, kind of do. Um, obviously, this week we're doing D. We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, first of all, a big thank you to the lovely people at Good Pods. Yeah. Who've put us in for their pick of the week. Mm-hmm. We're on the up. I love that. We I absolutely love, love that. So we're really honoured by that. So thank you so much. Uh, secondly, you need to tell everyone about uh, your faux pas with your neighbour. <laughs> you you sent me a screenshot of uh, the most awkward text conversation you've been having with your neighbour. Just yeah. fill us in. So what's the details on this? So a package arrived for me last week and yeah. um, we're a number seven 
This girl, Katie, is in number four. So she took the package in for us, kindly took it in for us. Nice one, whilst Katie. we were at work. Thank you, Katie. And so I got my partner to go up, uh, sorry, to go down and get the package from her and bring it to ours. And he came in holding the box and he was like, Louise, Louise, guess what? She has a pug. I was like, what? He's oh. like, yeah, she's got a pug and it's so cute. Like, And I was like, oh, because no. we really want to get a dog. We just can't decide and agree on which one we should get. Um, oh. So he was like, why don't you like message her? Because we, we, have, a, we have each other's number. And she was like, message her, like, get the dog round. Get the dog round. Get it round. Get it round. Go, go for a walk. It. Yeah, have a go. <laughs> have a go on the dog. Have a go on the pug. And I was like, yeah, yeah, do you know what? I will. I will. So I texted her and I said, hi, Katie. My boyf just told me you have a little dog. If you ever, in caps, if you ever need us to walk him or her or dog sit, just let us know. We would love to get a pooch, but we can't agree on which one to get. So, yes, we're at number seven if you ever need us for anything dog related. Oh, that's what a lovely offer. Kiss. And she wrote back, Hi Louise, thank you so much for your message. That is really sweet. She's actually a cat. <laughs> I was like, what? So I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, oh, I love it. it's a cat. He was like, what? What do you mean? I definitely saw a pug up there. How on earth do you get a pug and a cat mixed up? I know. What is his problem? So I responded and I said, I'm so, so sorry. What the hell is wrong with him? He thought it was a pug. <laughs> I'll book him in at Specsavers. We love cats too, though, because I felt bad. So the same oh, message see. applies. It doesn't apply. I we, wanted to walk a pug. I know, but you, you are trying to give it the, the big I am about, you know, yeah, we're going to get a dog any minute. Mm. We're just trying to decide on the right one. Mm. And you're... Your other half doesn't even, can, can't tell a dog from a cat. I know, it's really I worrying. I don't think he's I don't in a fit state. I also don't think you should have a choice in this now. Anyway, she writes back, no need to apologise. I think oh. the light in the hallway was off, which makes the hallway quite dark. And she has a little outfit on for a skin condition. So at times oh doesn't God. look very cat-like. What is going on? I don't know. I've swung from beating down on your partner for being unable to tell a dog and a cat apart mm. to now at that end bit. I didn't see that end text about the cat wearing a little outfit for a skin condition. It goes on. It's like S&M. It goes on. It is like Isn't S&M. It? Thank you, she says. If you ever want cat cuddles, you are always welcome to pop by, although she does take time to warm up to people. Yes, because she's wearing like a leather outfit. <laughs> what is that about? Oh, and, my and, word. And the last I'll say in it is, I didn't want to have anything to do with the cat, right? I wanted to walk a pug. Yeah. I got this message on uh, Saturday just gone. Hi Louise, I hope you're having a lovely weekend. I wondered if I might be able to take you up on your offer oh. and ask if you might be around next Saturday to feed the cat. Oh my words. Of course I've had to say yes. So now I'm feeding a cat with a skin condition oh. that wears an S&M outfit. You have to rub lotion in it, like in Silence no. of the Lambs. I think I'm just going to like, I hope it's not wet cat food. Uh, wet cat food, when you sl- snip the top off the little sachet and have no, a sniff. Sometimes gosh. you think, oh... I would probably have a little spoonful of that. Do you know, no, you wouldn't. Genuinely, cat food, man, is really nice. Dog food, absolute disgrace. But wet cat food, I, if there was no one around, I'd, have, I'd definitely like put my little finger in, scoop a bit up uh, and try it, as if you're going to taste the produce. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely rank. I guarantee when you go in there, once you've rubbed the lotion on its back, <laughs> put the lotion in the basket, put the lotion in the basket, uh, you're going to rub the cat down, put it back in its leather outfit, and you might try some of it yourself. This is awful. I, I really, I really, I'm backpedalling and I can't get out of it. Yeah, you know, our mutual friend Brian, I offered to look after his cats once when him and his wife Alison went away. I, I found myself at one point, because I flat sat for them as well, on my hands and knees with a spade uh, panning for poos because they had an indoor litter tray 
Uh, so you know the you way... You need to change the kitty litter. If you were like, uh, is it panning or trepanning for gold? Is panning that, for gold, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like that. And I had to find nuggets of poo and chuck it out. It's just awful. Back it really to this is. for a second. You um, housed that for Brian, did you? Yep. Please tell me you did disgusting things to his sofa. I didn't want to do anything to his sofa. Really? I'd behave myself, I'd look for nuggets of poo, and I got the hell out of there on the Monday when they were returned. We digress. I think it's time to get on with this. Let's do it. A to Z of the 1990s, the moment you've been waiting for. It's D. Right, in the A to Z of the 1990s, Louise Maloney, uh, D is for... Dewberry, as uh, one of our listeners, Sam Moore, has, has tweeted us, right? This is a scent. Yes, she okay. says, Dewberry, the smell of the 1990s secondary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, boys won't recognise the bottle or the name, but you'll definitely know the smell. Your girlfriend would have worn this at some point. You can't buy it anymore. Here's a look. Oh, well, first of all, it's from the body shop. Right, okay. So, amazing. And that was such a 90s place to hit up. What kind of smell would that be? Can you remember Dewberry? <sighs> I can't remember that Jewelry. specific scent. Essence of Dewberry. But of course, it's like... Obviously, like delicious berries, because that's what every girl wants to smell like a fruit. And we'll, we'll we'll get to this at some point in this podcast series. But I do. I very specifically still have in my mind the early girlfriend scents. Go on. So, like, uh, there was one called. Right now, I, again, I feel like um, Derek Akora here with it coming to, through to me from the other side. What was that, Sam? What was that? It's coming through to me now. Lulu. Do you remember Lulu? I don't remember Lulu. One of my girlfriends back in the day, yeah. she used to dress as a beef eater at Wimpy at the weekend for kids' parties. Jesus. Absolutely freaked me out. She had a trident and everything. Uh, she used to wear Lulu. And if I walk past anyone now and smell that, I just think, oh my God, it's her. Do you have any sense for um, fellas? What physical response do you have when you walk past someone? I just remember her dumping me. <laughs> So shame, you just feel a shame, bit of shame. Shame and inability to make eye contact with her right the way through the sixth form. <laughs> no, the only scent I really remember from the 90s is CK1. You remember that, Calvin Klein? Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't include that last week. That's a little retro. That's a little uh, back, back retro edition. Um, yeah, but I do, I mean, the bottle that you just showed me, the body shop was such a, a place to hit on Grafton Street in Dublin. And I would yeah. imagine the same goes for every town and city in the UK. Um, what would because, you be buying in there then, Louise, you and your mates? Well, I used to buy my sort of hygiene accessories in there. What I mean by that okay, is... Okay, well, let's just knock, knock that on the head. <laughs> no, what I mean there. is like my hairbrush oh, okay, and a nail brush and all those kind of things. I had like a whole body shop kit. Um, body shop kind of got a bit forgotten about, didn't it? Is it, this is a stupid question. Is it still going? I've seen one in, in an airport recently. I would have said no, but I've seen one in an airport. But okay. this was the first place where you could get, quote, quote unquote, like organic products, right? It was right. supposed to be stuff without the additives and the preservatives. They're definitely and words, st- yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, and also my mum used to use um, white musk. It was a fragrance from the body shop as well, and I think she oh. still does. So yeah, I think body shop fragrances in general, but definitely what what did you call that one, Bush? Jewberry. 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 Okay. Isn't it weird though if you say hygiene, mm. women's hygiene, men, men automatically think like a cat. Go yeah. back to earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, your back did get up there a bit. I just get a bit panicked by it. Yeah. I see the weirdest thing though. Uh, we did the art. We D- I DJ'd at the Isle of Wight Festival. Someone threw a not used but in the bag tampon at me. But what's the point? Like? I don't know. Do you think it was male or female that threw it at you? I don't know. I'm not too sure. If that was you, you're listening to this now. What was, what's the message in that? Did you take it home? I didn't. I just threw it back in. <laughs> in the crowd. Back in the crowd. Look, nothing wrong with an unused tampon. Nothing, nothing wrong with a used tampon either. Oh, we, when, like, this is mucking around, mm. but, uh, but we used to put them in like pints of water sometimes. Yeah, it is fascinating to watch them work, isn't it? Should we leave that there? Let's, let's do that. Let's just leave that there. Lomo hit us with another D from the 1990s. Okay, let's go with Doc Martens. 
Now, the reason I'm putting them in, they weren't invented in the 90s. Obviously, they were actually invented during World War II. So let's just skim right over that. This is a... uh, My my full surname is Bushenfeld. Anything to do with the war, I'm happy to skim over. Let's skim, skim, skim. And then in the the early 60s, they were bought by a um, a British dude called R. Griggs. And he kind of, he made a few changes in them, right? Yeah. He um, made them softer. He added the yellow thread, which we all know and love. Is that his idea? Yeah, that was his idea. Well done, R. Griggs. Absolutely love it. Um, and he reshaped the heel as well to make it a bit... Now, the original heels were made of bits of tyre, like literally bits of tyre like oh, that. Wow. I know, it's amazing. But the, the reason I brought them up is because they really got big in the 90s because of the grunge scene. Okay, yeah, so and like a bit of Nirvana and exactly. all that kind of stuff. All the grunge kids were wearing them and made them pretty cool. And also, in 1994, a huge Dr. Martin's uh, store opened in Covent Garden, six stories high, and oh, apparently wow. was the place to be. Um, do you have a pair? I have a pair, but I don't like them. Okay, go on, tell me I'll why. Tell you why, because... Wherever I walk, I think the yards five, the, the, the range is five or six yards. Both my socks fall down and collect in the end of my shoes like a clown. That's a very frustrating feeling. There's no, there's no fix for it. What's his name again, fellow who invented them? So the guy who brought them into the UK is called Griggs. Griggs, so Griggsy boy there with his yellow thread and his, mm. you know, adjusting the heel, hasn't fixed probably the biggest issue with Doc Martens to this day still... Socks collecting at the end of your feet. I think that's I think that's a bush problem. It's not because Other people out there, they've got the same problem. Oh, do they? Oh, okay, yeah. because um, I got a pair about six or seven years ago, and um, I wore them, and they cut my feet to pieces, like oh. absolutely cut them to pieces. I was like, "This is what what fresh hell is this?" And then I decided to keep going and wear Compede, like you know those blisters Love pads them. over my blisters nice. for Thanks the for three weeks, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then by the time I was in them a month, they then became the most comfortable footwear I own to this day they look amazing I can wear them in summer I can wear them in winter they look good I get comments on them all the time I can wear them with shorts I can wear them with tights love 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 you haven't stuck with them enough Doc Martens with shorts depends how hot you are and I mean like good looking (laughs) in the 80s out of the 90s D is for Doc Martens D is also for D Ream oh yeah 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 do you remember D Ream I do was it just no it was him uh, with his fancy suit, which uh-huh. looked like the floor of a, um, a two-star bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. And then there was Professor Brian Cox on I keyboard, like, which is amazing. I thought this would be one of your one of your other like urban myths, but that's actually true. It's true. Yeah. 100% true. The weird thing is, though, I'd love to do like a counter or, or uh, retrospective lawsuit against them about... Because they released this in 1997, right? Things can only get better. I know. Where, where are we at the moment? Like, I know. War in Europe, uh, everything's really expensive, we've had COVID. But they lied to us, and I, and I feel like if I was to launch legal action against them, mm. if, if you fancy going in on this, it, it's, it's going to end up being fairly hefty bills. I was going to say, it's going to be Spanny Bush. Cox, he's so done pretty well for himself, <laughs> Brian Cox, so he's obviously got you know a bit of money, so he's going to get good lawyers. But if we can prove to them that things haven't got better, mm. or prove to a judge... I don't know if it's a big payday. Steps I, to the court, me and you, break to light sunglasses. I'm sure they know that things have not gotten better and they're just like quaking in their boots waiting for this to happen or else they just like are hiding away. They've become reclusive because of this song. I've not seen them. I've not seen the, the lead singer of D-Ring mm. for a while. Maybe he knows this is coming. A little bit like the creators of The NeverEnding Story. Let's, let's see what happens. Okay. Um, do you not think though that that song has become sort of hated though because it's been played so much over the last 20 years, if not more? I, I just, I listen to it and just think, you lied to us. Okay, fine. If you feel you, strongly about this point. If you feel that you've been lied to by any other song out there, do get in touch yeah. and we'll make this one big legal action. At Bush on the radio, if you're on Twitter. In the A to Z of the 1990s, D, I'm afraid it's for D Ream. Okay, so the next thing that I'm going to put in the A to Z of the 90s, beginning with D, is... Actually, do you know what? 
Wow. Oh, God. I don't think I can let it play to the end. I think that's, for me, that's a very sexy noise. It's almost an arousing noise. Go on, why? Just because it reminds me of, like, yeah. something downloading. Okay. How slow is this image downloading? Really slowly. Yeah, what do you get to see first? Loads of lines and that for a bit, and then red lights going on, or maybe my dad's uh, saying he wants to use the landline, so you've yeah. got to stop. So what was the crack? Because I don't really fully remember this. I may have blocked it out. Somebody couldn't be on the phone while you were on the internet. Is that correct? Someone couldn't be on the landline yeah. while you were on the internet. So in our house in the 90s, right, we had an office room. You know, the room where, you know, your dad Somebody's plays... Somebody's doing well. ...terrible music off the, the, the home computer on speakers, plays his guitar in there. And in, in that room was our dial-up modem, my dad's dial-up modem. Loads of lights. It was almost sentient, this thing. Uh, and then if someone even happened to pick up the landline when you were trying to download something or get on MSN with your mates, it would just cut out. Mm. And that was technology. Do you know what I mean? We cut out. I just feel like when I hear that sound, it's 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 nearly, I find it quite anxiety provoking. Yes. Like I can't believe that we would all listen to that and actually go online and deal with whatever came. It's app, like when you think about what, do you have fibre or whatever it's called? Like Personal re- question. <laughs> Do you have super fast broadband or whatever the hell it's called? Your version I, of that? I think so. Like, I get so frustrated if something doesn't load immediately. I know. Like, I literally would be like, nah, it's taking too long, can't do it. Kids these days mm. do not know they're born. Like, the amount of time you used to wait for something to download. I remember buying, uh, going to my mum and dad's house in uh, in Devon, and this is in the dawn of, like, you know, like, computer games went from discs to, like, downloadable only. And I bought... Um, uh, a game called Half Life, like a famous video game. I thought I'd just, I'd just download it at mum and dad's dial-up modem. It literally take three, took three weeks I to know. download it's and insane. to keep pausing it in increments. Is that unbelievable? I remember I was staying with a friend one time, a male friend, and oh, yeah. um, no, no, not not like that. No, we were just fine. mates. We were just Don't mates. Explain. But anyway, um, I was in uni at the time, and I had to hand in an essay, right? And the essay had to be handed in on get this a floppy disk. Oh yes. Okay. And so I stuck it on the floppy disk and was going to hand it in, and I thought. I better just check what's on this floppy disk before I hand it in. And let's just say I'm really glad I checked what was on it, deleted what was on it. Love what kind of just you know those magazines you used to find in your urban forests. Yes, yes, yes. Very similar images to what was on this floppy disk, and I was about to hand it in to a lecturer at uni. Oh, that on a floppy disk. Yeah. Good old floppy disks. Do you know what I mean? They were great. You could only get them if you live in the Devon area. Uh, you can still get floppy disks and old-fashioned tech from an amazing shop called Trago Mills. Oh, I've heard of Trago Mills. Check it out. It's the only place you can get floppy disk, a bull whip, and a gum guard, and uh, gymnasium-friendly badminton shoes all under one roof, <laughs> and pet a peacock on the way out. In the A to Z of the 1990s, D is for dial-up uh, modem. Speaking of which, staying along that kind of computer angle... Are you aware of a, a video game called the uh, Fantasy World of Dizzy? Of Dizzy? Fantasy World of Dizzy. It's been uh, suggested by Cy Williams on Twitter, one of our listeners. Okay, tell me more. Uh, basically, it's quite a weird plot, this. It was an old video game from this era. Dizzy's an egg. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And um, Dizzy is an egg. He's an egg with legs. Jesus, okay. So you play as Dizzy. And then uh, I think his girlfriend's been kidnapped by a troll. Okay. Uh, his, his girlfriend's called Daisy. And then he's just got to look around this like weird fancy world finding coins. Do you remember this? I remember, yes, to play. Oh, okay, fine. It's so like it, an egg. Okay, it's not just Simon having like a breakdown or whatever. No, this, no. This did actually, this was actually a thing. I'll go you one further than suggesting Simon's had a breakdown. Go on. Here's the actual, you know, we've just had a bit of uh, uh, dial-up modem music. Here's the actual music from the game of Fantasy World of Dizzy. This takes me back. This is a jam. Look at this. Get involved in this. It's just uh, an egg with arms and legs. I guarantee you, if you put that on at a festival, people would dance to that. It could be a dance track, couldn't it? It really could. So, in the A to Z of the 1990s, what an iconic game that was. The fantasy world of Dizzy. Brilliant, love him. Right then, Louise, do we have um, a, a voice note or a message from... Someone of stature this Yeah, week? let's hear from someone. Okay, so we've had a lot of 90s icons on. To be honest, not that many then. We might have covered all three just there. With that... uh, with Coxie, well, with Sarah, with Denise and with Patsy. So we need to have an 80s icon on. That's quite, any icon. Any icon. I'll be happy with any icon. Any icon. But this one you might be very impressed with. Uh-huh. She has had some amazing songs. One of the biggest songs of the 1980s. And so she was having a ball in the 90s. She'd made her money. She was just having a laugh. She's taking it easy playing Dizzy on the computer or exactly. something. Exactly. Let's hear from Kim Wilde. Whoa! One of the things I loved about the 90s were the 3D illusion books that you used to spend ages staring at and trying to find a picture amidst all the lines. I've got some really happy memories of hanging out with my mates and uh, some photographs of us all staring at this book and nothing happening. Um, Although I I usually could do it, actually. (laughs) But yeah, 3D illusion books were all the rage, weren't they, in the 90s? Again, what a sexy voice. Very sexy voice. I had such a crush on her. I bet you did. Had such a crush on her back in the day. To mm. the point where I was like almost a bit embarrassed if anyone talked about it. Because <laughs> I thought we may be together at some point. Did but you technically are now because of that. Well, I was going to say, but also, didn't you work in the same building as her for a few years? Did you ever bump into her? I never did, right? Oh, Bush. I worked in the same building as her, and I just thought, if I bump into her, it's gonna be, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I had the same situation with Alex James, the bass player from Blur. Fair enough. Who I, I, I'm in love with. Yeah. He's a wonderful man, wonderful bass player. I did bump into him and I made an absolute idiot of myself. So I think I saved myself by not bumping into Kim. Would you rather um, have a day of gardening with Kim Wilde yeah. or have a day of making cheese with Alex James? If making cheese is a code for something else, cheese with Alex James, please. <laughs> Can I go back to what Kim was saying? Though, though? They were amazing, those um, yeah. the, like hidden dolphin pictures and there were posters and they were also on T-shirts as well. Yeah, and I think the book was called The Magic Eye or yes. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I never really got as into them, but uh, I had a little I had a little Google of it and they look incredibly cool. But some people could see it, some people couldn't. And if you're listening to this right now, were you one of those people that could see the, the hovering dolphin or you're one of those people that couldn't make it out. I could never make it out. I'm well, too thick, possibly. It's funny, Kim said she was always able to work it out. She's obviously on, you know, on the ball, on the money. And also, just what a creative brain. But like, I don't know, she really painted a picture there. I could really see her on a Friday night having a glass of wine, looking at a magic eye. It's, 
Is, is that how you imagine Kim Watt? Is that what Friday nights were like? Well, I know, Kim, I know Kim really well and I worked with her for years and I just love her and she's one of the most quirky people I have ever met. Like, I just don't know what she's going to say and that's why I love her so much. Say or do and that's why I love her so much. I like, just like the idea that, you know, any given evening she could be there with a glass of wine staring at a magic eye. Right, I've got another one for you. Mm-hmm. In the A to Z of the 1990s, D is also for one of my favourite bands of all time, Dinosaur Junior. Do you know Dinosaur Junior? I'm not that much of a fan of Dinosaur Junior. Don't hate me, but I'm just not that into them. Sing me one of their main songs. Freak scene, you can't believe it. Yeah, I'm into them. No, not in, I'm not into them I don't have done it justice there. Really? It's not as good as Mick from a bit earlier on. Jay Maskis, the lead singer. This is how much the band uh, mean to me, right? I first saw them live for the first time uh, at the Reading Festival in 1993, which is about three years, 3,000 years ago, something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, and they were so loud they made my bell-bottom jeans vibrate. Okay, you might be wondering where that was going for a second. Then, right, then, <laughs> my mate Jeff queued up at said Reading Festival uh, with my Converse All-Star for me, God bless him, to get it signed by Jay Maskis, the lead singer. Jeff is such a gem, isn't He's he? He's such a lovely bloke, I Jeff. Know. Really is a lovely bloke. Uh, and queued and queued and queued for hours and hours and hours, and uh, all Jay Maskis did when Jeff got to the front of the queue, he had his Sharpie, just drew a J on it. That was it? That was it. Jeff queued for two hours. So I was like, I've always thanked Jeff and respected Jeff for that. A little bit annoyed by Jay Maskis for doing crap signature. And then finally, uh, the drummer of Dinosaur Jr. is called Murph. Mm. And our family dog, we named him Murph. After? after yeah. Oh, what a lovely connection Isn't there. Isn't that a lovely connection? If you've ever named uh, any of your pets after famous musicians, particularly, specifically drummers, get in touch at Bush on the radio. In the 80s, of the 1990s, D is most, most definitely for Dinosaur Jr. And the song I was singing to, Louise, was of course Freak Scene. Glad you clarified. Thank you. Hits with another one. Okay, so the next one I'm going to bring to you, Bush, is I think she's been mentioned. Actually, I think she's on Louise's Girl Crush list. Uh-huh. Um, that list is growing, isn't it? It is. Um, I've is... got it here, listen. Pages, can't get through it. Can't pages get through of it people enough. that you have the hots for. Okay, well, look, the next person we're going to discuss is Donna Eyre. Lovely, lovely Donna Eyre. Isn't she so gorgeous? She seems very like, love, like friendly and lovely. Yeah, and it's a great name for her as well because she seems quite like airy fairy. Look, everything's kind of cool and it's yeah. fine. So the reason I'm bringing her up is because uh, of a programme called... Program, I sense it old. Because of a show called MTV Select back in 1997. Um, it was her, and I think maybe Trevor Nelson. I only really remember her. And this was on when no I got in from school. No offence, Trev. He's no Donna Air. Um, and when I'd get in, throw my school bag down, run into the telly and watch uh, um, MTV Select. And it was when people oh, yeah. would literally ring up. They'd let anyone on Bush. Yeah. I remember my mates getting on, having a chat with her, requesting songs. Is that the one where sometimes they would have people like stood in, because they'd film it in a town somewhere, you'd see people in the background. Yes, I, I think they did a couple of seasons of that. Amazing. But like people, I think they had to stop that because it got a bit rowdy, didn't people it? People used to do stuff in the background. Yeah. I think I'd probably I probably would do the same. Yeah. But um, I just remember her so well being my sort of after school go-to, coming in from school, getting hyped up for the teen disco on a Friday night. She was playing bangers, new ones. That's the first time I saw Britney as well uh, through, um, through MTV Select. How good was MTV though I know people don't I, I, I mean it's still there but it's not like what it used to be I know it makes me sound like such, such an old man like we used to watch an, an indie programme called I think it was called 180 Minutes or uh-huh. something like that with Paul King from yeah. the band King do you remember him and his hair was like a crow but uh, you know that would be you know 
Saturday nights, always watch that. That's where we got most of our music info from. I know, and also, do you remember those like MTV unplugged sessions? Yes. I only heard one of those recently, and I was like, Jesus, that is so good. Wow. Nothing like that now. And also for me, just the little animations mm. of the adverts between the little segue bits. Classic, absolutely classic. So in the 80s and the 1990s, going, also going on your girl crush list, Yes. your dossier that I've got of different mm-hmm. girl crushes is Donna Rare. She's got to be there. Right, we've got to talk about this next one in the A to Z of the 1990s under D. Are you aware mm-hmm. of um, Diana Ross's penalty miss in the opening ceremony of the 1994 World Cup in America? What the hell are you talking about? So, America had the World Cup in 1994. Big pageantry. The opening ceremony is always huge. It's based, obviously, in one stadium, but they get all the big stars to come in. You know, a little bit like our Olympic opening ceremony yeah. in 2012. And the finale, this big crescendo of, of razzmatazz and everything American, the big finale was Diana Ross was, was going to kick a massive football. By massive football, I mean football probably up to my waist. Oh, wow, okay. Absolutely So novelty monster. football. Novelty football, four yards into a goal. Okay. I'm already, I've got my head in my hands, I'm cringing. It's it's harder to, to miss this than yeah. it is, just, it's a tap-in. Oh, as far what? as Di- you know, Diana's concerned, it's a tap-in. Is this after or before her set? I don't think she even sang. Oh, this was why she was there, that's She's even there. worse. She's like, oh my God, it's Diana Ross, she's going to just tap this penalty in, dead simple. And she does like a three-step run-up, to the almost like if you're a football fan, you know when you can tell when someone's run-up is a little bit too elaborate, you think they're going to miss this? Mm-hmm. She's going to miss this. And then she stepped forward, put her foot through the ball. Now, the worst thing is the, the massive football went off at an angle, so we didn't go in and miss the goal. <laughs> and then the worst thing was, they thought, obviously, she's going to score it, and the, the, the goal split in two. Uh, as if the, as as if if the it was going to go right in. down the middle. And no matter how good that World Cup was with Roberto Baggio, an amazing World Cup, obviously England weren't in it for uh, other reasons, but... Um, no matter how extravagant and brilliant that World Cup was, all you can remember of it is Diana Ross's embarrassing penalty miss in the opening ceremony. It sounds absolutely horrific. And what did she do afterwards? She didn't seem that bothered. Did she? <laughs> Wore off ducks back for her. Everything's tarned by her, really. I feel like she's kind of redeemed herself by now, no? Nah, it still hurts. In the 80s of the 1990s, D is for Diana Ross's penalty miss. Louise hits with another one. Another D from the 1990s, please. I'm going to hit you with um, what I would regard one of the best films ever. Um, and it was... I did say that about Clueless, though. So let's just... Yeah, let's keep the standards low. Um, so uh, this came out in 1993. Right. And it's a film called Dazed and Confused. It does sound a bit like Clueless. I've never <laughs> seen it. But that actually is a theme there, because Clueless sounds a bit... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dazed and Confused sounds a bit kind of... Let me tell you now, they're very, very different films. Okay, Okay, Dazed and Confused follows the last day of school. It's over one day and one night, and it follows the last day of students' um, school term, basically, before they break up for summer. And it's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, It was the first time I ever saw Matthew McConaughey in a film. Love him. Uh, An amazing guy called Jason London in it. I don't know what he does now, but he was Pink. He was a character called Pink. Right. Fancied him so much. Put him on the list. Put him on the list. Don't forget, you also have to put Nick Carter as well on that list from last week. 
Um, so yeah, so basically, brilliant, brilliant film, Dazed and Confused. Um, it was just very edgy for when it came out, and okay. I remember for seeing it for the first time and being like completely obsessed, and then watching it all throughout that decade. Uh, was, it us, kind of, was it kind of a movie that your parents wouldn't want you to watch? Yeah, a bit. Yeah, oh, I think really? I watched it in my cousin's house, and then sort of we used to only watch it in their house, so never really had it at home. And brought us like amazing phrases like "All right, all right, all right." I'm not even going to try and do it, but when McConaughey says that, you know, he always says it now when he's like receiving an award or whatever. That's from that film. Who? What, what? Matthew McConaughey says it in the film and made that really famous. That saying. So Matthew McConaughey's phrase, coined phrase, a little bit like uh, "chat shit get banged" by Jamie Vardy is. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, and he's got a second one. All right. And he says, that's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. I'm not so sure Matthew would probably be wanting to ban that phrase around so much. <laughs> no, you know I, mean? I did think this when I was like... Different times. I rewatched it a while ago, and it still is a really good film. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. But maybe some of it hasn't aged as well. It's also about hazing. Hazing these poor uh, school... school Not school children, but like um, school kids, basically. It's all about hazing. It's brilliant. Hazing is in like... Making them do like, stuff. Like, 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 you know, spanking them with a paddle and all this kind of stuff. Because I did a year at university in America, right? And what? Um, I did a year at Where? UMass in Boston. Okay, what did they do to you, Bush? Well, no, I didn't do anything. It was just the people You're that we... You're in a safe space here. I, I, it wasn't me. It was the people that we live with were mm. pledging to be in fraternities. Yeah. And they would get them up in the middle of the night and mm. make them wear all their clothes and go for like, uh, like a trek in the woods or spank each other on the bottom. Yes. It was all just a bit like, all right? It's sick, isn't it? It made me think, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Right, another one that you guys have very kindly sent in to us. We love your messages for this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, at Bush on the radio, if you're on Twitter, uh, Paul has tweeted us to say, the 90s is a big era, D for doctors on telly. And he's, he's come up with a list to back up his claim yeah. here. And he's got a point, right? Think about this. These are all 90s TV shows to do with doctors. Uh, ER, Casualty, Scrubs, Dr. Quinn, Dr. Finley, Peak Practice, Dangerfield, Diagnosis Murder, Flying Doctors, Fraser. Wow. All... Doctors on TV. The 90s were a huge era for the doctors on telly. So if you could have been an on-TV Dr. Bush, who would it be? Fraser. No way, really. I, I thought love you were Fraser. Gonna, I thought you were going to say George Clooney from ER. No, I actually love him. I, I want to go back at some point when I get a piece, a bit of peace and quiet in my life. Because mm. at the moment, I don't know about you, it's probably the same as Friends a little bit. I've never watched... Um, Fraser in order. So they're all on Channel 4 at the moment from That's beginning it. to end. I yeah. want to watch it from the start right to the end. Even if it takes me three months, I'm going to do it. I think you should. Feedback what you think and just let us know if it's aged well or not. I reckon it's going to be okay, but I will report back. In the A to Z of the 1990s, D is quite clearly, Paul, you've got a point there, doctors on the telly. Last thing for me, Bush. Uh, it might be personal to me, I'm not too sure, but I'm going to put in Domino's, Domino's Pizza. And the reason I'm putting that in is because right. when I was growing up in the 90s in Dublin, like, you know how sport we are now with Deliveroo and Uber Eats and like you can get any food you want to your mm. doorstep from any restaurant, anything. Like back in Dublin in the early to mid 90s, there was nothing. There was your local Chinese takeaway that was called like Golden Phoenix or something. Yeah. Um, there was... They sound like video games, didn't they? It's just ridiculous. We had a chipper which was like Friday Night Chipper, grand. The only other thing you could get in Dublin was Domino's Pizza. 
Okay, so that, someone delivering it to your door. Exactly, and it was such an exciting time, and I just cannot believe that they are still going at the moment. You still see the little Domino's bikes going around. Yeah. And you know what? The taste is exactly the same. Yes. And what was your favourite uh, pizza go-to topping that now, you would go for? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this. I've got a feeling you've got a weird pizza in No, you. I don't anymore. But back in the day, when I didn't really understand pizza toppings or the fact that it was like, you having a sniffle over there, Bush? Sorry, some blow my nose. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so, don't judge me. I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't. Ham and pineapple. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. It's a disclaimer. For you, I just was thinking in my head, she wouldn't she wouldn't do ham and pineapple. I, I would have a problem having any form of friend relationship with someone who I know eats ham and pineapple. What if they also wear Crocs? That's a big problem. <laughs> I'm going to have to just, like, uh, get relocated by the FBI or something like that so we don't have to see each other anymore. Tell me you don't have ham when was I wouldn't know. I'd say it's by... You saw the light? Someone over there with you? What did you... I moved to London and, and realised... Realised. Well, I, I tasted hummus for the first time when I moved to London. Yep. Pesto. Olives. Halloumi. Yeah. We had, did not have the likes of that back in the day in Dublin. Absolutely not. Ham and pineapple would have just seemed so exotic back in the day. But listen, if you're listening to this podcast now and you're feeling that a little bit targeted or set upon because you are a fan of ham and pineapple pizza. Well, that's exactly the intention. And just have a little inward look at yourself and what you're doing. I'm not a fan anymore, Bush. She's changed. It's the old me. Some other stuff, just very quickly, before we wrap up this episode. Uh, other things that have been suggested. Um, I was going to mention drugs under D, but I thought I'd just leave that just for... Just leave it there the way you've said it. Perfect. Just imagine me looking you directly in the eye, dear listener, and just saying, Drugs. Uh, Grumpy Gamer has tweeted uh, us to say Dancing Baby. Do you remember the Dancing Baby? Was this on a channel on TV? No, it was just like a screensaver. Yeah. Just a baby dancing. But I think a channel just used to play that. Really? Yeah, when it went off the air at 12 o'clock, the Dancing Baby would come on. I don't know why, but I'm feeling a correlation between the movement of Dancing Baby and whatever that cat in an outfit with a skin <laughs> problem does in the flat next door to yours. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. We've had loads of mentions for Dungeons and Dragons as well. What do you call it? What do you call it? Though? Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Okay. Would you Would you have ever done anything like that? Where you you, um, you so, make up a character of an orc? No. Or a wizard? What was that program that you... Uh, what was that video game you'd play on a PC where it was a prince and he had to go through various worlds to get safe? Uh, prince of Persia. Yes! That's not yes. Dungeons and Dragons. Louise. Yeah, but that's what I thought it was, so sorry now. I'm not going to pursue that. Well, there you go. Uh, that's another episode of the A to Z of the 90s in the bag. D's are done. Sorry if we've not got to yours, if you've suggested it. No doubt you'll berate myself and Louise during always, the course of... You will berate, berate us and that's absolutely fine. Uh, we are your punch bags. If you have any suggestions for E, which we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing E's next week. Get in touch at Bush on the radio on Twitter. I mentioned drugs from earlier on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also um, go on Instagram. Bush, you know the way I said at the beginning of the season, yeah. E was going to be the hardest one. Do you think it's going to be? T- we're going to hit a tough one. I think of one thing with E, not one. I can't actually. I can't think of anything either. Well, let's just leave it to them. We will. We'll have some good stuff. There Help next us. Time. Help, Help us. us. Andy Bush Radio on Instagram. Uh, this has been produced by the brilliant Ross Ramsey Golding, and we will see you next week. We love you. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.